Good day, everyone. Thanks for joining us today and welcome to the North Carolina 811 podcast. Ann Rushing, Education Manager of North Carolina 811, and myself, Tammy Stout, Education Liaison with North Carolina 811, are your hosts of today's podcast, Five Steps to Dealing with Difficult People. What makes either of us proficient in dealing with difficult people? I'm not telling any state secrets here, but both of us are over the age of 50. And in five decades, you are likely to come across difficult people once or twice. Both of us have worked for municipal government. We dealt with citizens on a daily basis. Some of them were very happy, some of them very irate. Anne worked in planning and permitting, and also as a building inspector, Additionally, she has been a manager and business owner. Well, Tammy, thanks a lot for having me today. Uh, This five steps to dealing with difficult people, uh, as you said, I do feel like we've got a lot of experience. And so just to kind of give you a little bit of a background of Tammy, she's worked in rental real estate. Um, She's attended small claims court with angry tenants and attorneys law enforcement. She's worked as a telecommunicator, uh, talking to police officers, firefighters through difficult situations, and of course answering those 911 calls, dealing with those citizens that are often in a great deal of panic. And of course after that she worked as a code enforcement officer and a building inspector. Of course um, if anyone's familiar with code enforcement, that is definitely a trade in itself. Try to deal with people that you give them citations on parking in the grass and that will bring out the worst in people. So Tammy, thanks again for having me today. We have all been there. Somebody comes to you angry and unreasonable and there is nothing that you can say that will appease them your first move is going to be to try to de-escalate that situation. Stay calm. Ask them to sit with you and discuss the situation. Don't ever tell someone to calm down because that is not going to resolve an issue and often it makes it worse. Everyone wants to be heard. Even if you get information that isn't pertinent to that particular situation, sometimes being heard is the kindest thing you can do for a person. And remember, when they're having a problem, that problem to them is the absolute most important thing in the world right that moment. We do not know what other people are going through, so just take your time and try to listen. Well, Tammy, I would agree with you. I always have to throw a little funny in there. My husband comes to me all the time and says, you know, I've listened to you talk to um, to your employees or, or your team members, and it's just dripping with honey. Why is it that you always give me the hardest time? So I always have to laugh. And, and as we were thinking about all of these tips for dealing with difficult people, that brought to mind that we are to remain calm. And most times people, all they wanna do is just have their voice heard. 
often if someone comes to you with an issue, you know, they've already gone over it multiple times in their head. So I would say ask for solutions. What would you do in this situation may be a question. Or how could this have been handled differently? The solution they discuss may not work, but you know, they may have merit that could be implemented into a solution for others as well. Don't get stuck in responding to every situation the same way. Give them the opportunity to provide you solutions to the problem. That's a great tip. And um, maybe you shouldn't let David hear this podcast because then he might start thinking that he's the difficult person that you're having to deal with. I would agree. Uh, yeah. Remember to be flexible, but set boundaries. You can listen to someone vent, but they don't have the right to verbally abuse you. Tell them, you know, I'm listening. And if I can have the opportunity to speak when you're finished, we will try to find a solution. And listen to those ideas with an open mind. Rephrase that concern to make sure that you understand exactly what the situation is. You know, you might hear it one way when they actually mean it a different way. So definitely rephrase that. And if you can, take ownership, even if it's not your concern, even if it's not your situation, if you can take ownership of that, apologize. A lot of times that's gonna go a long way into helping to deescalate that situation like we talked about earlier and say, we, some ownership, we will try to fix this. Well, I like that, Tammy, because I always say there's not um, I in team. Um, it boils down to we. It takes all of us working together to de-escalate situations. So let's move on to tip four I think you had for us was to remind yourself that you are likely not the cause of this person's anger. You know, recently I received um, an email from a homeowner and with this pandemic, we've all had the ability to finish up a lot of projects that we probably put off for quite some time. As homeowners are beginning to use the system of 811, we've spent so much time educating them about the use of the system, but sometimes um, they're, they're not maybe educated about the ins and outs of how it works. So, you know, you originally make the call to 811, you wait your three days and then they expect marks on the ground. So they're a bit angry that the process doesn't work. So we have to spend a lot of time educating them of how, how it should work, the resources that they have at their fingertips to check the positive response. And of course, you know, that word in our industry, we understand it, but for a homeowner, they don't have a clue. So we're spending a lot of time educating and um, they're angry. They want things done. I, I completely agree with that about the educating them part because I've heard several times, well, your locators didn't come out and mark or why wasn't this done in a certain amount of time? Um, you know, we have to educate them about the process and how it works. So that's a good reminder. And you know, Tammy, as those calls are coming in, when our CSRs take those calls, 
it does take longer. It takes time to educate them, to help them understand the full process. So sometimes those, you know, those callers are, you know, are angry, they're calling back. And, and so we have to spend a lot of time educating them. You know, someone might be behaving in a way that, that you don't appreciate. I mean, it's, it's not because of you, but it's because they're struggling maybe with something else. And this pandemic has brought a lot of issues to light. Uh, I, I know for us, we've, you know, obviously been working home at home since, um, I still remember Friday, March the 13th. And so we think about Friday the 13th and we are traveling people by nature. We are out in the field, we're educating, we're on the road. And so all of a sudden we're stuck at home. We're struggling with making sure that we're sharing the message. And so, you know, even with us, we, we struggle with maybe some anxiety. But everyone you know might have something going on, even in their personal lives, um, you're unaware of. Um, so, you know, be kind to them. You know, they may be that person that was furloughed. They may be that person that's on unemployment. So remember to de-stress from the incident. Dealing, you know, with a difficult person can cause your adrenaline to increase. I mean, I know how my adrenaline increases even with my husband. So I, you know, as, as we've said, we've dealt with difficult people for many years. So go take a walk, listen to some favorite music, or we have animals. Nothing like petting your animal, giving them some love that just helps kind of bring that anxiety down. You know, take a few minutes to give yourself time to relax. And I really feel like that will help you de-escalate. Uh, that's some great suggestions. And you're exactly right, because right now, we don't know what's going on in other people's lives um, a lot of times. And, you know, even being out in public now, when you have that mask on, um, that doesn't go a long way towards making people comfortable, it probably makes them a little uncomfortable. So definitely being kind is one thing that we can do to to really go a long way toward um, de-escalation. We are going to take a very quick break here. And when we come back, we'll hop into step five. Don't make the problem worse after the storm. Call 811. If recent thunderstorms have caused damage to your property, one important phone number can help you to avoid a major problem during the cleanup process. If you plan to dig as part of your storm cleanup, please be sure to call 811 at least three full working days beforehand. Striking a single utility line during storm cleanup can lead to personal injury, penalties, repair costs, and expensive and inconvenient outages. When you call 811, you speak with an NC811 customer service representative who will take the location and description of the project site and notify affected utility companies. Utility companies will send a professional locator to mark the approximate location of utility lines. Once lines have been marked, you can begin your careful cleanup around marked lines. Safety is a shared responsibility, and calling 811 helps protect you, your family, and neighbors from utility line damages and helps keep your community safe and connected. Visit nc811.org 
or call 811.com for more information about 811 and safe digging practices. Welcome back. Thanks again for joining us for today's podcast, Five Steps to Dealing with Difficult People. Keep your manager in the loop. As Anne can attest, as the education manager, she needs to know about problems while they're still small problems, not when they get to the size of the volcano. Even if I have the, the ability to solve an issue, um, it could be something that someone else in your organization has a concern about. If it's possible that you can't address the situation and you need to take that concern to the next level, make sure that that person that you're dealing with knows that you aren't ignoring the concern, but you feel like it might be better to have someone with more expertise to handle it. Don't let your manager walk in blind to that situation. Uh, give them a heads up. If they can come in prepared and have some answers for that person that you're dealing with, it can help, again, keep that situation de-escalated. If it's important enough to warrant further handling, then it is definitely important enough to keep your manager apprised of the situation. Always said, I'll have your back, but you need to keep me in the loop. So I appreciate that's a great tip. I know you had mentioned there were five steps and I will um, take a, just a couple minutes to kind of go back over the first three steps that we had talked about. Step number one, stay calm. Treat that person with respect. Most of all, I think everyone wants you just to listen. Most times if you will just listen to what they have to say, they just want to be heard. Try not to lose your temper and try to understand their perspective. As we say in, um, in our meetings, take your contractor hat off and put your homeowner hat on. In, in situations like this, the same way. Try to understand their perspective. Are they, do they have a project that they wanna complete by a certain date? Do they have their contractor lined up? So just listen to each person and listen to what um, their perspective is. It will definitely go a long way. Number two, focus on what can be solved. Ask for solutions to the issue. Um, and if you raise an issue, try to have a solution. So a good example is, is you know, talking to a customer well, what can I solve for you? Number one, in most um, instances with us, they just want their utilities located because they have a contractor coming. So we are a great resource to them. And I think providing that information to them gives them a reason to believe that the process works. So most times we can provide them a great solution and then they're happy and um, we go on about our business. Because they're happy, it builds consensus. So here is what we are going to do to try to solve this problem. And that makes them feel like they are a part of the solution. So for me, those are three great tips. And then Tammy, how about those last two? 
Well, I'm going to agree with you, particularly about that number three in building consensus. If you give them some ownership over the issue as well, they're going to feel um, more tied to it. And hopefully that'll help them try to think of ways to solve that. Number four, please don't take that personally. You know, again, a lot of times if someone comes to you and they're angry, it's not necessarily directed at you. They may be frustrated with the situation. As Ann mentioned earlier, you don't know what's going on in their lives personally. It could be a furlough. It could be dealing with anxiety around the whole COVID issue that's happening right now. Just, you know, stay calm and don't take it personally. Number five, again, notify your manager. Make sure you give your manager a heads up. You do not want to drop a hot potato in your boss's lap without telling them first. Give them a heads up. And just remember, there are always going to be difficult people to deal with in our lives. Don't let somebody else's bad day become your bad day.